me jump into the scripture that I want to mention here. And the sermon that I want to title today is simple as it is, remember. Just remember. And in all of life, busyness and scheduled conflicts that we have, we work Monday to Friday or more than that, maybe two jobs or three jobs and work in school and all that. We oftentimes forget the most important things in our life. How many of you all here, you have forgotten your wife's birthday? You will forget only once and then you will never forget in your life. Is anybody who has forgotten your anniversary date? Is anybody who has forgotten your anniversary date? No, you'll just maybe forget one day and rest. You'll always follow through. Come on, somebody. But sometimes in the busyness of life, some way the way God has made our human being, we tend to forget things. We have short-term memory. Out of sight is out of mind. If it is not in front of us, we tend to forget it real quick and real soon. Well, as we look into God's portions in, in the Bible, we come across pages uh, uh, of where uh, uh, the psalmists or the disciples of Jesus or the writers of the book, the prophets, oftentimes mention the word, remember God's blessings in your life. And the reason why they, they continuously mention the word remember is because we tend to forget. And as Christians here and today, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have already forgotten a lot of God's blessings in our life. We want more of His blessings, but we forget the blesser. We want more of God's wealth, but we forget who the source of all these resources are from. So today I just want to pause and take my church's attention back in those days where it all began in our life. We were in the mighty clay, no hope for our life at all. But somebody came with a message of love. Somebody came with a message of hope, pulled us from the mighty clay, put it on the rock of salvation, the rock of ages, so that you and me can sit here and worship God, forget not His benefits in our life. And I pray that the parents in this church will teach our children the blessings of God in their life. You know, I was with my parents last weekend and in the last 21 days. And uh, while I was there, my mom and my dad were just sharing stories after stories of all the good things God has done in our life. I was just walking outside our building and I was seeing all of God's faithfulness that He has done. There was a time when we didn't have a food to eat. There was a time when I didn't have a fees, money to pay my fees. But all I could see back and look into what God has done thus far. My parents were sharing all the stories just to remind that I don't forget it. Nor do I keep those stories from my children. I want them also to know in all of life's difficulties, God has been good. His grace has been for us. So church, it is my encouragement today. As we are heading on to our 20th year anniversary celebration services, it's just three days that we think of doing the celebration services. But I pray for a lifetime, we will never forget the path God has brought us and the ways God has used, the people God has used in through life's journey. We don't forget those people who were with us when we were in our difficult times. Are you with me? 
We won't forget those people who came to us when we were hungry. We won't forget those people who came to us when we were lonely and depressed. We won't forget those people who came to us, who prayed for us, who fasted for us. Remember all of God's blessings in our life. Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2 is a classic Davidic psalm here. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, my innate nature, my character, and all that God has placed me as a living being, praise the name of His holy name. Verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His blessings. Are you with me, church? Forget not His blessings. All the blessings we have in our life, is from heaven above, the grace of our Savior. Every single moment of our life, the very breath in our nostrils is the blessing of God Almighty. He took the shame. He took our shame. He took our pain. He took our grief on the cross. He was lonely and depressed so that you and me, we can have life and life in abundance. He broke the chain of generational curse on the cross so that you and me can live a life of freedom. Do not forget His blessings, my church. This morning, my encouragement, my message to you, and as you walk out of this space, I just want your heart to be filled with gratitude for all the goodness God has done in our life. Forget not His blessings. Forget not His blessings. I want the young children here to understand that everything that we have in our life is the blessing of God Almighty. And we will never be ashamed to thank God. No matter what platform we are and where God takes us, God, I want to thank you for the blessings I have received in my life. I want to thank you, Jesus. My heart is filled with gratitude. You know, while I was in India and in Bangalore, the first two days, I took time just to drive around in the craziness of the traffic and commotion and pollution and population and all that. Just drive around in all of those areas where my ministry actually started. The, last week when I was there, I was driving around in my own car. There was a person who wanted to take me around in different places. But I remember those days when I had only a cycle and I was riding my cycle for 15, 20 kilometers, rain or shine, meetings will never stop it. I'm thankful for all those places I went. One young girl came to me and said, Pastor, can I just take you to a good dinner? Because in my life's depressed moments, it was you who were there, your family who was there. But today I earn money and I want to treat you with the blessings God has given in my life. Can I tell you, when I was just going around in those places, I was just thinking, God, what have you done? Are we even worth of the blessings God has given in our life? And I want our church here in Dallas, Texas to look back into all those ways God has brought us. In all of those, as David says, what am I even worth of God that you have blessed my families thus far? I want us to always remember not just the blessings, but the blesser indeed. The source of our life has to be remembered all the time. And that is why in through the Bible, we see portions out of portion. It mentions the word, Remember, 
do not forget. Remember, do not forget. And I want everybody here to remember God's promises, His blessings in our life. The only way the enemy can take the blessings of God from your future is by making you forget what He has done in your past. Listen to this. The only way the enemy can take your blessings away from your future is by making you forget what God has done in your past. You know, we sing that song at our church. If he has done it in the past, what's the word? He will? What, what are we doing here? We are remembering what he has done in the past and we're believing what he's about to do in our future. I'm here to declare under the sound of my voice today what God has done in the past. He will do it again in the life of every family seated here. But even as, even as we wait for the miracle to happen, we will never forget what God has done in the past. Never forget His benefits in our life. Psalm 105 verse 5 says, Remember His wonders which He has done, His marvels and judgments uttered by His mouth. What a beautiful reminder for us that we remember the wonders of God in our life. The miracles of God in our life. The greatest miracle in anybody's life is the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? It's not the Bentleys that you drive. It's not the Rolls Royce. It's not the house. Whatever God has given you, wonderful. Keep it with you. If you have a Bentley, give me a ride too. But here to say that the salvation of God in our life is the greatest blessing. That salvation is priceless. And all God wanted from us is a surrendered, committed heart that would say, Lord, I surrender my life I invite you into my life. And we made that decision maybe five years, 10 years, 15 years ago. And the peace, grace of Jesus just walked into our life that was filled in darkness and put us in a pedestal, put us in a place where the light of Jesus can shine through us. Remember, the salvation of our life is the greatest blessing of heaven that God has provided in our life. And I pray nobody in this room will ever take our salvation in Christ for granted. Our salvation in Christ. What does it mean? Salvation simply means I am saved. Simple terms, salvation means I am saved. I was pushed to the eternal darkness of the world by the sins of the world. But the grace of Jesus Christ showed up in my life. I was picked up from the dark world and put on the rock of ages to stay forever. That is salvation in my life. And the price paid for salvation is by Jesus Himself on the cross. So that whosoever believes in Him shall have everlasting life. They will not die, but they will live to glorify the name of the Almighty God. That is salvation for us. And I pray under the sound of my voice, no matter where you are seated today, we will not take our salvation for granted. Thank God. God, I want to thank you for saving my life. I was a sinner, but you saved me. That's a simple prayer. Are you with me? You don't need big 
verses to quote and when you pray, simple prayer is enough. All you got to say is, God, I was a sinner, but you saved me. I was pushed for eternal death, but your grace has found me. And God, you have saved me. That is salvation for us. That is salvation for us. I want us to remember that day when you accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. Just think back in your memory lanes today. That day when you said, God, I decide to follow you. Has anything changed after that? Has God changed after that? Can I say God does not change because of time. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. But because benefits and blessings have come into our life, we as a people have changed. But today I declare that we will look back to say, God, I thank you for the salvation I have found in you. Lord, I thank you. Today's message is all about remembering. There's one thing you walk out of the space with. I want you to know, God, I'm remembering all of your benefits in my life. Every single benefit I have received in my life, God, I want to thank you for that. Everything that you have given in my life. And as we thank God for the benefits, also understand, thank God for the failures. Thank God for the shut doors. See, we always praise God for everything that is colorful, victorious, wonderful. Is anybody who puts their failures up on social media? No. We put the best reels on our social media. Why? Because we want everybody to see all the victories we have. But in the presence of God, nothing is hidden. We can go to Him as naked as we are and say, God, I am thankful for the shut doors. I am thankful for the pitfalls I had. I am thankful, God, for the failures I had. But in the midst of all of that, I believe you were developing who I am as a child of God. See, it takes courage for us to go to the presence of God and to say, God, I'm thankful for the failures I had. I am thankful for the relationships that now work in my life. Can I tell you something? Who knows better for life? God himself. If he knows everything, we must be bold enough to make that humble prayer in the presence of God to declare, Lord, I am thankful for every single moment in my life. Maybe it has not worked out, but still I'm thankful. Because in your grand scheme of plans that you have for me, I know it will come and become a blessing in my, in my life. But as we look into God's word, I want to take your attention to us. A scripture portion in the New Testament from Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, Jesus is on his way um, to Jerusalem. And as he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, he's walking, he's walking through a village. And while he's walking through a village, he happened to see 10 lepers. We all know the story. Lack of time. Let me just quickly tag along here. And I just want you to join me uh, with this here. As Jesus is walking, he sees 10 lepers. I'm going to read this portion here. Lifted up their voices, all the 10 lepers, lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. But as you read verse 12, I want to take your attention to us. It says, as he entered the village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance who stood at a distance, theological uh, uh, you know, relevance to the scriptures, 
Lepers were not allowed to be in the city camp. They were always in the outskirts. They were always outside of the camp because they were considered to be unholy people. They were never allowed to be in the journey of the commoners in that area. But as you look through this portion, you come into the uh, uh, figure, um, you know, you, you understand it by when, when the scripture says, they all stood at a distance. Look into our life. We were all at a distance once. But it is the grace of God that has brought us closer to Him. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Like these lepers, we were all in a distance. We never had the grace or the privilege or the calling to step into the realities where God wanted us to be. But it is the, just the grace of God that we are seated here. We were at a distance. These lepers were at a distance, but they called out to God from their distance. Verse 13 says, they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That is what we do when we accept the Lord as a personal Savior. We understand how far away we are from Him. We understand like the prodigal son who walked away from the presence of the Father in a far away distant land. But then we realize, Lord, I need you to be whole once again. We make the journey back home. That's what happens with salvation. And today as I am mentioning, I'm preaching and speaking this into your life. If there is anybody in this room, if you find yourself far away from the presence of God, I pray that today you will make a comeback to the house of the Almighty God to say, God, I need you more than ever. I need to be in your presence, O oh Lord. And I accept you as my personal Savior once again in my life. I make a comeback into the house of God. You're never too far away, brother. The moment you realize you're far away, call out to the presence of God. From where you are and His presence will come invade your circumstances in a way that there will be no stench of the place you were at. He will clean you up. That's what true salvation looks like. These lepers were at a far away, distant place. That's our life. We were far away, but then we accepted the Lord as our Savior. Not because of our merits, not because of our good doings, but because He loved us. He chose us. As you look into this portion here, it says, they lifted up their voices together and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When He saw them, He said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. They all were cleansed. Verse 15 is where the actual story that I want to preach starts here. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And on he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not the ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this, listen to the word Jesus says, foreigner? Except this foreigner? Nobody else chose to come back to thank me here. And he said to him, rise and go away. Your faith 
has made you well. You know, as I was reading the scriptures, I just, the Lord was just speaking to me. You know, healing came upon all of those 10 lepers. Physical healing came upon all of those 10 lepers. But only one returned with a heart filled with gratitude. See, I've, in my years of ministry, and in my home church in Bangalore, thousands of people come to our home church. And in all of our ministries, we have seen people who have been saved by God. They have seen the deliverances of God. Miracles have happened. Demonic spirits have left them. And God has done tremendous things in the life of people. But not everybody continues the journey of faith after that. There are people who come for healing. The people who come for deliverances, they come, they get the deliverance, they attend for two, three weeks, then they are not seen at all. But can I tell you something? In all this passage here, there is Bible talks about this one person who comes back with a heart filled with gratitude with what he has received. And he was a foreigner. He was a foreigner. He had no acceptance among the commoners of the land. He had no acceptance in the temple where everybody gathers to worship. But when he found the grace of the Almighty God, he could not keep it by himself. He started rejoicing. He started jumping. And you know, guess what? You know why there are people in this room who worship the way they worship? Because we were foreigners once. But it is the grace of our Almighty God that we have stepped into salvation in Christ Jesus. And that is why I see parents here, all the parents in this room, you know, they will worship God. Can I tell you, whenever the worship happens, if you take me to a wedding, I will dance at a wedding. But if you take me in, a, in the place of my church, if there's worship going on, I will worship and I will dance here. You know why? Because I know who has saved me. It's not the Bollywood, it's not Hollywood. It is Jesus himself. Praise the Lord. And that's why when we gather in God's house, don't be idle wherever you are. Don't just stand like a statue. We don't need more statues. We need people who can open up your heart to say, God, I love you for my life. I love you, Jesus, for you have saved me. We need some people who will lift up their voices no matter where you are and you will start shouting and praising God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For the blessings of God that we've received in our life. Praise the Lord. You know, I remember many years ago, we were in North India. We were at a church and, uh, you know, my dad is a military guy. So he was very strong and he was a new convert at that time. And he was shouting and worshiping God. You know, I don't know how to sing. I think I got it from my dad. <laughs> so he doesn't know how to sing. And he will sing in off tune, Mrs. Beat and all that stuff. But uh, <clears throat> my dad wanted to worship God. He started shouting and worshiping God. There's a brother right next to him. He said, brother, Sabu, can you just quiet, be quiet? You know, in this church, we don't worship God like this. My dad just looked at him. And that look was enough. He's an army guy. That look was enough. He said, you don't stop me when I need to worship my God for what he has done in my life. I was a sinner, but the mercy and the grace of God has saved me. And you want me to keep quiet here? No, I can't do that. And that is what I see in this church. God has saved some people in this room. And when you come to the presence of God, you just lift up the voices. You just lift up your hands and you start moving and worshiping and honoring God 
because of the grace that we have found in our life. People cannot stop you worshiping God. No. Demons cannot stop you worshiping God. Politics and government cannot stop you worshiping God. No matter what rule changes here, even if our head is taken out, I will still worship God. Praise the Lord. My recent trip to India, I was in a place where I was ministering and I want to disclose the location and all that. It's live stream. But I was, uh, there was a situation where you know, we had to go undercover and um, because of some tension in that area. But I said one thing, Lord, if I die, I live for you. If I live, I live for you. If I die, I die and live for you. If I live, I live for you, Lord. Can I tell you, there are so many people that I've met recently who are in the, in the most uh, dangerous zones of serving Jesus. But the joy I found in their houses, oh my God, I never found anywhere else. And these are stories that have challenged my faith. I pray there's a group of people that will rise up here. We will not be ashamed to worship and honor God. We will not be ashamed to serve God Almighty and His purposes. I pray that our young children will rise. Can I have the worship behind me? Can I? Uh, can, 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 we, can we all you know, pause for a moment here to realize that all of that we have in our life is the blessing from above? And make a commitment in our life that we will teach our children that. You know, in the olden days, back in the Israelites' life, traditions were passed on by words that parents spoke into the life of the children. Traditions and culture and Bible and, you know, all of the Torah and all of this was passed on to the generation by what the parents communicated to the young children as they were growing up. And that is why they remembered all of the things God has done in the life of their forefathers. I pray that as Zion Church this morning, we will make a commitment to teach our children that they will grow up thanking God. The blessings that we have received from above. That in our prayer room, in our prayer life, among our family prayer time, we will tell them and don't make it boring. Don't say the same old stuff. But as you mentioned, I pray you will challenge our children to think of all the things and places where God has brought us thus far. One person returned back to say, God, I am thanking you. But as you look into that one person here, I want to make sure that we become that one person. Be that one. Listen, as you look into this, gratitude is a gateway for a spiritual practice in our life. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his coach with Praise, enter his gates with thanksgiving. See, the problem is everybody comes to church and then we are waiting for that first song to be on a supernatural level for our thanksgiving and our praises to rise up. But the word of God helps us to understand as you step out of your house, you walk into this space, come with a heart filled with thanksgiving. Live a life of gratitude of all the blessings we've received in our life. And I pray as we continue this journey of Christian faith, we will never forget the benefits we have received in our life. Bible helps us to understand, enter His gates with thanksgiving and His coach with praise. I pray, people, when we gather in God's house this weekend, when we go back and walk into our houses of prayer, 
I pray we will walk into a space with saying, God, I want to thank you for the blessings I have received. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. God, I want to thank you for my parents. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my pastors. Thank you for our leadership. Thank you for the greatest calling you have placed in my life. Thank you for the salvation, Lord. God, I want to just thank you. So I want everybody to rise up on your feet right now. As you do so, I want everybody to just say utter with me, God, I want to thank you. Just think of those moments in your life and say, God, I want to thank you. For the next couple of seconds, just lift up your voices and say, God, I want to thank you for all of the blessings I have received in my life. God, I want to thank you. Everybody, no distraction in this room. As we look to the Lord. And after that, I want to take your attention towards the Holy Communion. But as we look into the Lord's presence, just look to Him and say, God, I want to thank you. Lift up your voices and say, God, I want to thank you. Even on the online platform, no distractions. Just say, God, I want to thank you for all the blessings I have in my life. I want to be like that one foreigner who came back. I want to be that one person who came back to say, God, I want to thank you so that you can make me whole again. The complete healing of your presence will come into my life and my family today. I'm speaking healing. A heart filled with gratitude. A heart filled with gratitude. Brothers and sisters, gratitude attracts the heart of God. I repeat, gratitude attracts the heart of the Father. Today, as we stand here, I just want to ask you all, as we stand with that faith in our heart, that Lord, it is because of your grace that I'm saved, we look into the cross and we say, God, thank you for your nail-pierced hands. Thank you for your body that was broken. Thank you, God, for this very life you have given me. I was a sinner, but your grace has found me. No distractions in this room. The Holy Spirit is moving right now. Every time when we do the Holy Communion, we say in remembrance of what Jesus has done, we extend our hands. In remembrance of what God has done. And today as we gather in this room, we are extending our hands towards this holy table in remembrance of His grace, in remembrance of His peace, in remembrance of His love, in remembrance of the greatest sacrifice made for you and me, so that you and me, we shall not perish, but we will have eternal life and life in abundance in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, He took my shame away. He took my guilt away. He took my pain away. He took my rejections away. And He has saved me. He has saved me. I do this in remembrance of His grace in my life. Every eye closed. As you look to the Lord right now, 
making that commitment lord i don't want to extend my hands towards this without knowing the value of what you have done but today god i surrender myself i was destined for eternal doom but you have picked me up lifted me up given me hope given me a new life you have wiped my tears away you've taken my loneliness away god you have pushed my rejections away and today i am accepted as the son and daughter of the living god thank you jesus for the grace that you have shown on the cross i remember i remember lord i was a sinner but you saved me i was a person with no hope but your hope has given me new life god i remember the greatest sacrifice i remember i remember to help me with the holy communion can i call brother matthew wergis and brother louis thomas to come forward sense of mighty anointing in this space and god's spirit is here but in this room as we extend our hands towards the holy table today i want everybody to surrender yourself make a commitment and say god this is my commitment to you this is my commitment to your presence this is the commitment i make oh lord that i will remember you i will remember you lord i thank you even as we take part in the communion today let our hearts be filled with gratitude let us be that one foreigner who came back to say god how is in a distance but your love has accepted me father i bless the elements i ask your grace to bless every individual as they extend their hands towards these and i pray god the blessing of yours the peace of yours the healing of yours into their ailing physical bodies as they extend their hands by faith to what you have done on the cross 2000 years ago in jesus name